Hi, welcome to the Hello Joy podcast, where we discuss life in our 20s, relationships and love, faith and self-care, and all the shower thoughts. I'm your host, Danielle Robinson, and I am here with another guest, second guest on the pod. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Dorothy, and I'm Danielle's cousin. Do you want to share your age or no? <laughs> I am 24 years young. Period. Okay, so on today's episode... We are going to be talking about a wide range of things. So we don't have a main theme or topic. Kind of in my last podcast with my first guest, it's kind of open-ended and we have a we have a couple topics we want to hit on, but for the most part, we don't have a main theme. I guess if you want to say a theme, we're going to be talking about some pop culture things. We talk about more relationships and love and just what else is whatever else is on our mind. So what do you think we should start with? I think we should get started with pop culture. Pop culture. Okay. And dating shows. And dating shows. Okay. The first thing I want to talk about, because it's hot right now, Kiki Palmer. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. If you guys aren't in on the tea, I guess I don't know the full thing, but Kiki Palmer's boyfriend, what's his name? Darius. <laughs> Darius, um, he, so I don't understand with this. So Kiki and Usher had like a, yeah. So they had a moment. Okay. And Kiki's dress was Mm see-through and they were dancing a little close going back and forth, but you know, it's Usher. Right. Right. So Darius went on Twitter and quoted the video of her and Usher and said, in that dress, though, you're a mom. Right. That outfit, though. In that outfit, though, outfit you're, though a you're a mom. A mom. Mm. It's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> it's a lot to unpack. Because the first thing, when I first saw that, I thought, you know, there are many people who are going to, who already do. I don't know why you would, because Kiki is unproblematic. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people often will judge her any celebrity like Mm -hmm. there's gonna be slander from fans and stuff and not fans so why is her own man like her man speaking on behalf of what she has to wear in her appearance and then on top of that publicly and on top of that her being her being a mother has nothing what does her outfit have to do with her being a mom okay i had i I carried a kid for nine months and now i can't dress this like what do you think about that? That seems... So first, I think, this is an old saying, that I might say it backwards, but you never let your right hand know what your left hand mm. is doing. So for him to go on the internet was uncalled for. There's certain things that we need to handle at home. Right. And knowing Kiki Palmer, she's never in the news for anything negative. No. So I know she would have preferred to have that handle at home. Right. No, she hates public drama, bro. Like, that's not her thing. She doesn't even do, like, ratchet stuff. No, You never hear anything bad about her. Right. And so, I think that, to begin with, is completely problematic on his end. Um, And I also think, like, about the way that we dress. It's giving very early 1900s. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, but and I'm sure. Servant. I'm sure there's things that she's worn before that weren't "quote unquote" up to his standards. But why are you calling it out now? Is it because she's a mom now? She can't wear stuff like that. Like, what is it about be having a child that makes you feel like you're no longer womanly in your womanhood and can dress the way you want to at the age that she's at? What is she? Her like early thirties? Yeah, but so. I don't think that it was ever about the outfit. I think that it was about Usher. And he didn't mm. want to look jealous. So he made it about the the outfit. Wow! And he lost her as a follower on Instagram. And in real life. Yeah, <laughs> so... No, Kiki, she's done. She's done. Yeah, she... So, Kiki unfollowed Darius on Instagram. And I looked her up in his and I didn't see that she, he followed her either. Which is crazy though, so are they done? Like, they must have broken up because... That's a... I mean, it's a... I don't know if I, okay. I hope I hope that 
they can work it out because there's yeah. a child involved. A new baby. Yeah. A newborn baby. Mm-hmm. Whatever they decide to do. Yeah. But I also think that respect needs to be at their forefront. And if he felt like he was, she was disrespecting him, yeah. great. If she felt like he was disrespecting her, awesome. But the bottom line, it was never anybody's business but the two of theirs. No. And so, as a man, I just feel like there's certain things that you need to keep at home. And as a woman, like, I would never, the internet would never know me in my man's no. business. So they can talk about me. <laughs> and the whole internet is talking about her. The if you're on Twitter, internet. you can't catch a break. Yeah. One out of three tweets is Kiki, and the other three, or the other two is Love Island. Right, which we'll get into. But she... She also, I don't think, is really paying any mind because I've been up, I've been following up on her Instagram story. She's been posting like nothing. She's about her business. Like Kiki's yeah. about her business, so she's just going along posting whatever. Yeah, she said that on a podcast like a couple weeks ago that she's gonna handle her business yeah. behind closed doors. Right. So I think that she's very abnormal about not giving anyone anything to talk about. Yeah, as she should. Yeah. So, you mentioned Love Island. Let's get into that. You got me into Love Island just recently. I've been binging because I'm on episode 20 and I think I started three, four days ago. Mm-hmm. So season 10. Is yeah, it season UK, 10? UK. UK. Love Island, UK. Um, I don't know. What do we want to touch on there? I, for starters, am a reality TV love yes. show girl. Love. Very big on Are You the One? Love is Blind. Love is Blind, my show. The Ultimatum. Yeah. Do you watch Married at First Sight? I kind of do, kinda. but the episodes are just very long. So long. And like drawn out. It's a very slow burn. Yes. Love Love is Blind is like perfect. Like have yeah. the perfect, yes. I keep the yeah. suspense. Like I want to know what's about to happen. Right. Um, But Love Island right now is if you're if you're not watching, I encourage you to tune in for your uh, weekly drama. It comes yeah. on like four nights a week. But I think it's insane. Like I think the concept of dating shows is insane like yeah. we were talking about it earlier. Like it's a six week process to find somebody yeah. that you can potentially be in love with forever. Yeah. And the reality of it is a lot of these relationships don't work out outside of their environment. They're... Right, because it's an orchestrated, it's a planned, they're in a confined space, and it's paradise. Yeah. I mean, Love Island is different because I've heard some things that are different from, like, the other dating shows, like, um, Love is Blind and The Bachelorette, like, and Bachelor. I just feel like some of them, they said the Love Island feels like jail. Like, the mm-hmm. people who went on there, like, they feel like they were in prison because they couldn't have their phone, which a lot of shows, like, you can't have your phone, but they were, they had to ask when to use the bathroom. And they have to eat at a certain times and they can't talk about certain things. And it's like, the, that's not normal when no. getting to know someone. And also you're getting, like you said before, they're there they're with each other 24-7. Yeah. That I've never tried talking to someone or getting with someone that I was with 24-7. Like you have, you need those breaks. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but I think the concept like is... Something that could work if you really try to make it work. So what I mean by that is like you put five guys in a house, five girls in a house, what have you, and then you tell everybody to make a connection. And I think when you have no outside distractions, no phone, Mm -hmm. no other people besides the people that are in here, um, and you're just forced to, like, connect. In, a, in, like, the perfect world, that would make a lot of sense. Right. But because it's a TV show, it's just incredibly dramatic. Yeah. And so I know for myself, like, I am a hopeless romantic. So if someone told me that, like, you get to be in a villa mm-hmm. and there's an ocean and there's a pool and there's sunlight and happiness... And you get to be in this villa with somebody that you fancy. I'm <laughs> using this terminology. In it. And <laughs> and this is all that you have to do is like connect with this person. Yeah. I would think that that 
would be really awesome for me because mm-hmm. I know that like when I am getting to know somebody on a deeper level, I want to spend a lot of time with them. And if you're watching or listening, I guess like you could consider that a little clingy, but I think that for myself, like I want to be, when I'm meeting someone, I want to be able to know things about you. I want to be able to like spend yeah. actual time with you face to face. And so I think that the concept for me, like if somebody was like, okay, we're going to throw you in there and you have to meet somebody and you have to fall in love. I'd be like, all right, that works for me. But in the r- real world and in reality in general, these dating shows are just not realistic. They're, they are. And it's also, I mean, okay, what well, you're talking about getting to know someone in that long periods of time. Is your love language quality time? Yeah. Yeah. So is mine. Like that's on my top two. So I would also enjoy the long periods of time getting to know someone because I know for me, I enjoy, I'll be on a date with someone and I, if I'm enjoying my time, I will want to extend that time. But I, I know that I have to put boundaries because it's the real world and like I have mm-hmm. to put boundaries and be, because I, you just can't just be all available all the time because yeah. then they're going to think, okay, well, a lot of things. They're going to think you either don't have a life or that you're too available to be mm-hmm. in a relationship and you don't want to be too available. So you need to like have your own life. Yeah. And so, okay, I got to go. This was great. See you next week or see you in a couple of days, something like that. You have to like have a balance. But in a orchestrated situation environment like this, the whole dynamic gets shifted because you can talk to them whenever you want to yeah. for as long as you want to for that six weeks. And I don't know if that helps or hurts the situation because there is, it's, there's healthiness with when you are, when you have distance from someone, mm-hmm. it's healthy so that you can maintain your independence and also you can, you grow that desire to want to speak to them again. Yeah. Sometimes I kind of like that. If you don't see someone for a little bit, you're so excited to meet that or see them again. Mm-hmm. You have, you can't wait to talk to them about certain things as opposed to if you're with them the whole time, what else do you talk about? Yeah. Like I'd get bored and I feel like I would, I don't know, it would be too stagnant for me. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of the relationships that are created in the villa or just on dating yeah. shows in general, like the bachelor slash bachelorette has terrible odds. There has been like 20 something (laughs) seasons and there's only three like couples who have worked out. And I just think that it doesn't, in my head, like it makes a lot of sense to me. But when you go from being with somebody 24 seven and now you're back into the real world, it's a culture shock. It is honestly, even if that was where you came from in the first place, not with this person, you didn't get to know them and you didn't get to see them interact with people who weren't outside that villa. Yeah. So you don't know how they react. Like you can, you know how they react in heated moments that has to do with gossip in the villa that they've created. Yeah. But not when you're just out on the street. Yeah. Like, do you get mad in traffic? Right. Are you mean to waiters? Are you nice to your mom? (laughs) Yeah. You don't even know how they act. Okay, I need to talk about that. I'm sorry, I'm jumping. But speaking of that, um, I feel like a great indicator of how a man's going to treat you is how they treat their mom. Yeah. So I would need to see that. I agree with that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I agree with that. I think that just the women in their lives, period, like what's your relationship like with your sister, your grandma, like... What are your views on women? Women. That's super important. (laughs) It's huge. It's huge. And I feel like a lot of, I don't know. I feel like a lot of men will lack, can have, will lack that. That I've at least experienced. I don't want to speak on all men. Yeah. I don't know how many guys actually listen to this, so I don't know if it really matters, but. Disclaimer. Just disclaimer. I'm not speaking for everyone, but. Um, Okay, let's talk quickly about um, charity. And Beth is the new Bachelorette. Okay, so I don't know if Charity's going to listen to this, but we watched you with Zach. We did, girl. And I just want to say, before I say what I was about to say, Charity, I don't even watch The Bachelor, The Bachelorette for real, but I'm supporting you. Yeah. I am tuning in every Monday, giving you your your ratings Mm -hmm. and your views, because... Nonetheless, you are a black woman. Yep. And seeing you on The Bachelorette makes me feel like one day I could be The Bachelorette. I don't know if I want to be The Bachelorette. Let me put that out there. 
But I think watching her with Zach, and if we can just get, like, deep a little bit, like, I have my feelings around The Bachelor, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like I wanted her to just, like, stand up. Yes. And what I've noticed about these, like, dating shows in general is that the women just give me, like, tail between their legs, like, kind of scared. And I understand why, and maybe that's not in Charity's personality to be dominant, but I understand why she didn't, because you're going to instantly get the tag as, like, the angry black woman or ghetto. Like, the minute, like, she raised her voice or something... The internet, the other women yeah. in the house, maybe Zach himself, that's a, that's an opportunity to, like, call her out and to embarrass her, if you will. And that's just an unfair ideology when it comes to black women that you can't show passion without being aggressive. But I am going to support her. Um... From what I've seen so far, I am yelling at the TV girl because yeah. I feel like you should have sent Brayden and Andrea both home episode one. And if you haven't watched it, tune in. But at the end of the day, like, this is a stepping stone for all of us, so. Yeah, I hope, I really do pray that she gets, that she finds her person and and it lasts. Yeah. Um, she's been liking, is it Aaron? Where she took on mm-hmm. the first date. Mm-hmm. She likes him a lot. And I'm glad that she chose this black man. Mm-hmm. Like a black man. I don't think he's really attractive. But she does not try. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. But but I'm also like 10 years younger than him. Right. No, right. Exactly. So you're just a like different. And 15 years younger than him. Right. So it's different vibes. But she finds him attractive. She chose him as the first one-on-one. Yeah. And she seemed to really like him. Yeah. So that's a nice little indicator. So... At least for me, I was thinking, you know, Charity's vibe based off of Zach's season. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about it. I'm just going to speak on it. It was giving, um, it's giving a bit whitewashed. Yeah. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I can relate. So I'm not just like judging her. I can relate on that. Both of us grew up in all white neighborhoods, all white schools. That's common. I've even been told I'm, like, whitewashed great. Um, Like, we're trying to, like, you know, we're trying to live and exist in this world and environment. So there's that and culture. But I was wholeheartedly thinking she was going to come in only liking... She was so down bad for Zach. Mm -hmm. I thought she was going to come in only wanting white men. Yeah. Honestly. So for her to choose a black man right off the bat was... I mean, she chose Brayden as her first impression, but... Brayden's cute, but he's too cocky. Um, so I'm glad she chose Aaron as her one-on-one. Yeah, Brayden is... Yeah. And I think that there's so much pressure on her already. I don't know, backtracking, but, like, Mm -hmm. if you watch the season with Matt, he was the first black bachelor. Yes. And I remember him speaking on how there was pressure from the black community to pick a black woman. Mm -hmm. And... He ended up picking a white woman, and I watched that one all the way through. Um, And the outcome of that was really weird because he picked a white woman, and then it came out that she was, like... Racist. Racist. They're about together now. Yes. And they're, like, happily in love. Yes. And so when I look at Charity, I'm, again, so happy that she gets this opportunity, but... A part of me inside is, like, I really hope that she picks a black man. I do, too. And a dark-skinned black man at that. Like, right. I want this to be some mahogany love. Yes. Because you don't get to see that a lot on dating shows, just in general. Yeah. And something that I really like about Love Island is if you watch the U.S. versions, the past, like, two seasons have been, or not the past, season two and season four, they had black winners and Mm. a black man and a black woman. And I think that that's so powerful. And I think that it's something that the black community can rest in, not to make it like emotional, but you never just really see that. Like you never see black people really in love. Like my mahogany love idols are Michelle and Brock. Right. And so I think like for girls Mm. like us who like, 
love reality TV. Yeah. I want Charity to do it the way I think she should do it. And that in the way that we want to see representation and almost yeah. in our own lives. And if she ends up choosing a white man to each their own or another called Asian, whatever, if she, if she decides to choose someone that's not black, that is the person she fell in love with and we respect her for it and there's no judgment there. Yeah. It's just that we don't really see a lot of black love like this, especially in reality dating mm-hmm. shows. And it would be cool to see. Yeah. It'd be different. And I also want to touch on the fact that Danielle and I both grew up in very suburban white neighborhoods. And so just for me, like I wasn't desirable to the male population until I got to college and there was only black men there. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying, Oh, I want charity to pick a black man just because I want to see two black people in love. But a white man has never desired me. Like when you grow up in a, area where you're not attractive to like the population you have to like form a personality and thank god for the personality but my entire life like of course i knew i was beautiful but my entire life i grew up having no one ever be desired to me of me like nobody thought i was pretty it was oh her hair is nappy and black girls are too loud and and this and that and i was in high school in the era of trump so that was also a really big deal and so I think that it's really important to clarify and to really touch on why black love is important in media because there's black girls that go to suburban white high schools that look in the mirror and have in and think that they're ugly because the population in which they are growing up with is consistently telling them that. Yeah. And it's actually interesting that you brought that up because I think our, our experience is a little different when it comes to college because you went to an all black college Mm -hmm. and I Philander. (laughs) Right. And I don't, I don't know if I should share. I'm not going to share what school I go to, I guess. Cause you're out of college. I'm still in college. So I'm not going to share where I go, but not that everyone probably in front of you know, but, um, I go to a majority white school and like college and my high school was majority white too, but there wasn't that many of us in the actual high school. But I would say in high school, the boys that did desire me were white because that's all it really was there. Mm. So if anyone did, it, it was them. But I would say that I desired to be desired by black men, mm-hmm. but that just was never the case. And now that I'm in college, I still don't have that because they're not around. Or um, I I remember being told in high school that by a black guy and multiple black guys have said something along the lines of this to me that they can't see themselves dating me because I'm either too dark, they don't think we'd look good together, or I act, or I remind them of their mom. Mm-hmm. I literally got that from a guy, a black guy. I remind them of the mom, and I'm like, where's the self-hatred coming from? Mm-hmm. Because that's your mother. What's so wrong with <laughs> What's yeah. so wrong with me? You know? That's real, though. Yeah. So if she ends up not choosing a black man, and there's reasons behind that that are sort of like that, I mean, there's a little bit of trauma there. Like, yeah. when it comes to black men not liking black women. That's kind Mm -hmm. of a little thing sometimes for certain reasons. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with you, girl. Yeah. And let me tell you, there has been a lot of times where I have wanted to let black love just go for myself personally. And I told my mentor, I was like a freshman in college and I literally told her like, I don't think, I don't think I'm, I want a black man. And Mm. she was like, mahogany love is so beautiful she's the first person who told me that term but she was like mahogany love is so beautiful like just hold on a little Mm -hmm. longer and i'm like 20 telling her that i'm just over it but again in my environment that i grew up in when i say like nobody was attracted to black girls the black boys like the white girls Mm -hmm. and the white the white boys like the white girls and nobody liked me (laughs) right and that's just what it was yeah um and so, like you said, if there is trauma there and she decides, or even if there's not, if she decides, mm-hmm. I mean, love has no color, so right. she can do what she wants to do. I think personally for me, I've seen the world, like, eat black men and just spit them out. Yeah. And it is so important to me that I build a life with a black man and love him, love him, love him, because the world has shown over and over again that it doesn't. Right. The black boy joy is killed in a lot of spaces places environments cultures 
And it's really important to have that be uplifted so that we can both as black women and black men thrive together. We don't, it doesn't need to be a little competitive, you know? No, we need to embrace each other. Yeah. So where all at? I'm kidding. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. Okay. We did a little, a nice little deep dive into pop culture. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some other things I have. We can decide. I have the talking stage and yeah that one that one okay we'll do it there i have so we can talk about whatever about the talking stage but first let's define it like what even is that what is talking and why oh i have so much to say about this i think everyone has different definitions yeah um the talking stage for me is actively getting to know one another and exploring each other whatever Mm -hmm. that means like your mind, your life, like the things you like to do, your hobbies, just getting to know somebody on a deeper level. Yeah. The talking stage is weird though, because in my head, like if I'm actively getting to know somebody, I'm only actively getting to know that person. Yep. Yep. And a lot of people, a lot of young men in this generation, if they're talking to one person but they're talking it's okay to talk to everybody else but the thing is we all define talking in different Definitely. ways and the thing about it is there's a lot to talk about but there's not that much to talk about that you have to talk to multiple people <laughs> it's just how i feel so i would say the talking stage is getting to know one another but i also think in my opinion the talking stage should be getting to know one person okay but then how because i agree with you then how, what are the methods of talking then? Because if someone, if I go to someone who's not in this generation, I'm like, I'm talking to someone, they're going to be like, well, on the phone. Like right now, currently. Like what does that mean? So, because there's so many different methods and I think that plays a role in in it too. If you're talking and if it's just an online thing, like say you met them on a, a dating app and, or not even just a dating app, but if you know you met them in person, but you're texting and maybe calling, maybe FaceTiming sometimes. Is that all? Your, is that the only method? But or or are you going on dates? And then as is the when does it turn from talking to dating? And you know, like that's it gets so it gets so blurred. Yeah, it's very sticky. What's talking? I think, in my opinion, talking and dating kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, but you have to be so particular in this generation because people can get things so misconstrued. And that's why, honestly, in my opinion, don't even think, like, talking should exist. Right. Because for me, talking is, like I said, getting to know somebody, going out with them, like, hanging out, just doing fun things. Right. And a guy will easily tell you, and I might sound a little triggered, but a guy will easily tell you, like, um... Oh, like, you'll, he'll be taking you out on dates and y'all will be hanging out. And then he'll be like, oh, but you're not my girlfriend. Right, we're just talking. We're just talking. Thought we were just, like, getting to know each other. Now, this man done <laughs> serenade you. Right. Got you feeling like Bought you're your in a... food and flowers. Like, what? The movies got you feeling like you're in a Shakespeare... Right. Love story. Love story. You're Juliet. <laughs> and then he will drop you right on your head. Yeah. And that's what's so frustrating about this talking stage because in my head, personally, I'm thinking that we're like building something. Like I'm not, the things that I do in the talking stage, I don't do with everybody. So what I mean by that, like I'm not going to go to the movies or I'm not going to go on just dates or I'm not going to like sit down and talk to somebody for hours that I'm not interested in some kind of future with. And so... Therefore, like, my regular, like, like a co-worker or something, I'm just going to go to work with you, and that's going to be it. Like, we're going to work. I'm not going to say, hey, do you want to go to the movies? I mean, if y'all go to the movies with your co-workers, that's fine, but (laughs) whatever. But I feel like there's very specific things that you do with people that you date, and there's lines that can't be crossed. Right. And I think, and I'm just calling it out, I think the young men in this generation love blurry lines. Because yeah. it keeps them from commitment. Commitment. I was just about to say, I was just about to say that the talking stage to me is a cop out for just asking to be in a relationship, like asking them to be your girlfriend and then 
they get the benefits of a relationship without the commitment. Yeah. Without the title. Yeah. They don't like that title because then they're stuck. Yeah. And what I've noticed and heard, and I don't know if this is true for all, and I, I'm not going to make an absolute statement like this, but I've heard that with a lot of guys, especially at, so, like, at both of our ages, both in this just generation, I feel like guys will meet a woman whose who's wife material who they can see themselves with in the future, but because they can't see themselves with them now because they're not ready to be a husband, they will drop her, even though she's perfect for him, mm-hmm. and go for someone who has less expectations Yeah, and and doesn't expect um, or has high standards as you do. Yeah. So they will go to someone who's going, who was, will accept them where they are. Yeah. And that's just dangerous. Yeah. And I also think a man will suck the life out of a woman until he just decides it's just not yeah. what he wants to do anymore. So yeah. I agree with you, but I also think like a man will string a woman along yes. and put her through the ups and downs and the highs and lows. I just said the same thing, but put her through the ringer yeah. and then she's so like at this point she's just worn out and she's damaged and then yeah. he's just like, okay. And she's like, invested, but he wasn't that wasn't his intention. Like, yeah. his intention wasn't to be invested. He yeah. was just playing the field. Yes. <laughs> no, that, literally. It's bad. It is. And Drake has a line <laughs> in one of his songs, and I use this all the time, but Drake has a line in one of his songs, and he said, I think it's, I asked her what, or she asked me what I need, and I said guarantee, or it might be the other way around. Mm-hmm. And I tell people that all the time. Like, my friends, people that I'm dating... I need guarantee. Like, I need to know that this is eventually going to get somewhere. Right. Because if it's not, then I'm just wasting my time. If you cannot see a future with me, then I'm wasting my time. And I personally think that men know very quickly whether or not they want to commit to you or if they just want to have you around for fun. And let me tell you some ladies. Men, some men are for fun, forever, and for now. And you got to decipher and figure out the difference. You told me that the other day, and I was blown because I say that some people, and this is goes for friends, like girlfriends, whatever, anyone in your life, is, is either um, they're in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And you put it in those terms, for now... For forever, forever or, for or for fun. And I've never heard that before. Like, that reminds me of they're in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yeah. That's really how it is. Yeah, and I think that, I think it's important that you use it for just anyone. Yeah. But I think that as a young woman in today's dating culture, you have to be able to charge that statement to your heart so that you don't get your heart broken. Right. Like, I come across men, and I'm like, okay, he's a good time. Like... We might go skating or mm-hmm. I might like go to the mall with him and we have fun together. But it maybe our morals don't align or like our yeah. values aren't the same. And I know that this is somebody that I can maybe go get some Chipotle with every now and then or have a good laugh. He's for fun. Yeah. There are some men that they might, uh, we might align great. And one or two things can be off. I don't know. He's for now. Right. I, we, we fit now. And what I, what I think is, I cannot stress enough is like evolvement. Like you are going to evolve. What I wanted when I was 20 and hopefully he's not (laughs) listening to this, but who I wanted when I was 20 is not the same person. And I don't want the same things that I wanted when I was 20. So who I want now that I'm 24, I might not want when I'm 30. Yeah. And that's just the reality of it. And so that's why I say, for now, 24-year-old me can get to know you and see what you have to offer. And maybe we evolve together and maybe we don't evolve at all. And then forever, I think, I believe in love at first sight. Like I said, hopeless romantic. But I think, <laughs> just in all seriousness, you're going to meet someone eventually and after spending some time or dating for a couple years, you're going to be like, oh, like I want to be with you forever. Yeah. And I, I actually think that it'll come sooner than a couple of years if you're 
I, don't, I was going to say if you're a little older, but I really feel like it just depends on your maturity level and your experience. And because I was going to ask for the talking stage, how long should that even be? And I personally feel like a talking stage should not go longer than three months because I said earlier that after three months, I feel like my rose colored glasses come off. Mm-hmm. And after six months, I see people's flaws. Mm-hmm. And within six months, I can know if I want to date you long term or not. But after three I need to be, I don't know, I just... No, I agree. I feel like I need to be committed at three. I That seems a little even late, too. It's just like, because mm-hmm. I'm be commit. I'd be committed Tomorrow. to the talking stage. <laughs> I'm committed to the talking stage. I don't know, like, two weeks in, I'm commi- I'm loyal. Like, I'm just, mm-hmm. like, I'm loyal, and I don't even, I'm just gonna share this little thing. It's so ironic. The last episode, I don't know if you listened to it or not, I, the last episode I put out, I shared... That I went on a couple of dates with somebody. I, that was just a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I'm no longer talking to that person Mm -hmm. anymore. I was talking, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. with this person for almost four weeks. In those four weeks, he went on six dates. And I know he's not going to listen to this because, yeah. And Um, if he does. And if he does, whatever. (laughs) We went on like six or seven dates within those few weeks, which is a lot. It would be like, it's a couple times a week. And then it was a piece. This is not something I want to give you. But it's interesting because we never actually talked about, like, we didn't have a sit-down conversation about what we were looking for. What we said was, in the beginning, we're just getting to know each other. We're enjoying our time. If you're actively pursuing me for those four weeks and you're actively dating me, you Mm want to take me out. Mm -hmm. But then you just... Drop you on your head. Which is exactly what you said earlier. They will put you through the ringer mm-hmm. and say, this is not what I want. Mm-hmm. I after think it's exhausting after you. exhausting you. And I feel like it's really, I think it's valid and okay to the whole point in dating someone. I feel like is, you, you know, dating multiple people, you're trying to figure out what, what things you like. you like and what yeah. you dislike, what, like what types of people bring out the best qualities in you. I think it's important to have more than one experience. So mm-hmm. I was not okay with the fact that we were done. It was, I was confused and hurt by the fact that it was I wasn't like I'm there's a lot of lack of context but things weren't aligning and they weren't communicating with me in Mm -hmm. the midst of their doubts Mm -hmm. that's what I'm not okay with because now you're wasting my time yeah it's not a waste of time I don't think getting to know someone and then it doesn't work out is a waste of time like it's a lesson and it's an experience we life is about experiencing people and then, like you said, they're either, they're sometimes they're for now or forever. So it's okay if they, they're not forever. Yeah. But you need, but there's, I feel like there's a, I feel like there's a balance, like we're all human being, beings and we have feelings and I think we should be able to communicate mm-hmm. when things are working out so that we're not all just being heartbroken all the time trying yeah. to get to know people. Yeah. I think men know very early on whether mm-hmm. they will be committed to, or not. Yeah. I like just being a part of the dating apps and dating culture. First of all, I think men are the best ghosts. If a man is not feeling you, <laughs> yeah, poof. <Yes. laughs> um, but I also like have seen some scenarios where a man will go on a date with a woman, and at the end of that first date, he'll send her a text and say, "Hey, this is not working." Yeah, or he'll never text again. And just me being transparent, that's happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've also done that in my immature dating world. (laughs) I mean, because realistically, like, it's easier just to be, like, not to say anything than to have uncomfortable conversations. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to tell this guy that he gave me the ick. So I'm just gonna... Because that happens often. Yes, it does. (laughs) Honestly. And so (laughs) I, I think that it's easier just to act like that never existed but once you're now like everybody's grown like everybody says they're grown until it's time to have sit down conversations Mm -hmm. and it's time to communicate and I think it's really important for us to start talking about the things that we need and the things that we expect and the things that we want out of life so we don't waste our time yes because personally for me I don't want to go on four weeks to date with dates with no. a person and think that this is getting somewhere and you knew by the second day that this wasn't going anywhere you knew that you didn't like to hear me mm-hmm. smack 
So why did you wait till week four when right. I was smacking on the date on week one when right. you took me to Applebee's? Like, let's talk right. about it. So I just think that in dating culture these days, it's just all about communication. But also, like, the talking stage and, like, the length of the talking stage, I think genuinely just depends on who you're with because I agree with you. I'm literally ready to get married at hello. Like, I right. have a man right now who can call me and say, hey, do you want to, do you want to meet me at the altar? I'm going to the altar. You can be my, my maid of honor and that's just right. going to have to go roll. But, and I mean, that's, that's just a lover girl in me, but I think dating in general in this day and age is just very hard because of everything we're up against. It's social media. Um, there's so many different like belief systems and so many things that you have to consider. Like, Hmm, do you think Donald Trump is cool? Okay. Maybe not. Like, what do you think about this thing? Or do you speed? Like there's so many different, (laughs) there, are you gonna, are Mm -hmm. you gonna be mad if I'm singing Justin Bieber? Are you okay with me watching big brother? Like there's so many things that are a factor and I think that's why talking stages don't get to dating stages. Yeah. And with that, a talking stage, I feel like you can label it as a situationship. Like, that's a term, too. A situationship. Because it's not a relationship yet. Because if I'm not asked to be a girlfriend, I'm not in a relationship. So it's a situationship. But, um, but what was I going to say? My, I just lost my chance of thought. What is the last thing you just said? I, you were going off, so I don't know. I wanted, what I want to say is, I want to save the girls from the situationships. Yeah. How yes. do you do that? Right. I'm in a situationship right now. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like, like, at this very moment, and the thing about it is, every girl would say yes, and I'm willing yeah. to bet on it, would say yes to being in a relationship with that man she's in a situationship with. He's the one who's keeping up the situationship. That's, That's what he so wants. That's so accurate. And it's true. It is. We're all in a bunch of entanglements <laughs> when the thing yeah. is, like, let's just get untangled. Right. And that's that's the hard that's the hard part. Like <laughs> that is so real. I mean, that's just so hard. Just like untangled. I I love and I'm using L U V if my mom's listening, not L O V E. But I love my situationship. Mm-hmm. I, I I love being able to have a movie day. I love being able to talk to somebody about this and that. The the walks on the beach, all the fun stuff. There's no beaches right. in Minnesota. Right. But I, y'all get what I'm saying. But at some point, and this is what I was thinking about, is how long do you stay, and this is kind of making me like a little emotional, but how long do you stay in a situationship before you realize that that's not the situation that you want to be in? And I, like, in my dating world, I'm asking someone, like, oh, how are you doing? Like, how do you yeah. feel about this? Where do you... Where do you see this going? And they're just like, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Well, how long can we chill? Because it's getting pretty cold in here. When when does it get to when does it get to the point where you're serious? People are so unserious. Like men yeah. are so unserious. Yeah. Be for real. What is, <laughs> please please tell me what we're doing here. Be for real because my emotions I get attached quick. Very babe. Same. Don't even... I will lie to myself. I will actually lie to myself and be like, no, we're just getting to know each other. It's fine. I have no attachment at all. If I'm going... Before the first date, I already know your middle name. I know your birthday. I know where you live. I know your mom's... I know... I know everything about you before I go out with you. Mm -hmm. I'm already attached more than I even can admit to say. Yeah. Before I even talk to you. The first hug, I'm memorizing the cologne. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, it's so easy to get attached. Please don't play with my heart like that. No. Please don't do that. Because don't do that. because the more that that happens, 
I feel like the more wall like walls and guards come up mm-hmm. and then you get trust issues. Yeah. And then if once you get into something good, you're not going to know you're not going to know yeah, that it's good. good. Yeah. You're not going to recognize that something's good for you because you've only experienced bad. Yeah. And I don't want that for myself. I, I don't want so that for real. anyone. Yeah. Because you're you've only experienced what love shouldn't be. You don't even know what love should be. Yeah. Wow. That was deep. That was a bar. That hurts though. Nicholas That's, Sparks. Nicholas Sparks. That hurts. It does. It does. does. Relationship trauma and dating trauma is a real thing. It's real. Especially if you're like actively putting yourself out there. I like know that my first relationship as like a college student and I'm fresh into this, that like broke me into a million thousand a hundred million kajillion pieces right. like and i need to emphasize the pieces because if you know yeah. you know and if you were there you were there and the pieces had to be picked up and so now when i'm dating there's so many like things that i have to consider based on my relationship mm-hmm. trauma like do you raise your voice do you do this do you do that how do you react when you're mad yeah. whatever and so I think that, I I don't know. Like, I just think that that is really deep. Like, yeah. now that I'm dating, a man might do something to me or might say something to me that he has no idea is triggering. But because I've dealt with this in my past, now you're getting blocked. And you have no idea, right. that, you, have no idea that you just did that. Yeah. Like, okay, you said you were going to be at the date at 7 o'clock. And it's 7.05 and you're not here. Yeah. And you haven't told anyone that you were stuck in traffic. You're getting blocked. That'll... And I'm arguing. And, and then blocking. And that is so real. Be- I, I really struggle with... And I might be changing the subject. But I really struggle with finding the balance between forgiving someone for their natural human flaws. Because we all mm-hmm. have them. Or simple mistakes. Because we all make them. And it being a pattern or an issue. I'm really bad at distinguishing and having that discernment. Because... The thing that you just mentioned about the time, I'm very prompt. I love being on time. I love being early. And that's important to me. That's an important value is to be on time. I don't like to feel like I waste people's time. So if you're late to a date, to me, that autumn, if it's the first, you know, first two, three dates and you're late, to me, that's going to look like, I don't want to be with someone who's going to be late to all of our engagements. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. What if they genuinely had issues they ran into? I can't distinguish between when is it a pattern and when is it a pro- like a, a simple problem, like a simple mistake. And that's hard for me. I think you have to recognize what your deal breakers are. Yeah. And the big thing for me is that at my big little age, <laughs> everything is a deal breaker for me. Like For real. At this point, and I've gotten so... Culture will tell women, especially young women, like, it's okay to, like, I think just in general, women are supposed, have, like, culturally and historically have been supposed to, like, have been supposed to, oh my goodness. Exit, I didn't even notice. Get that out. But <laughs> women are, like, supposed to endure. Yeah. And I think what's so insane is that, like, women are supposed to accept a struggle love. Mm. And I saw quotes however many longs ago and it's like I think that black women and just women in general but you shouldn't have to we should like get a love that doesn't require suffering first and everything to me in my brain is a level of suffering when it's something and maybe this is like the spoiled brat in me but like a level of suffering for something that I don't like so by that, what I what I mean by that is, if I'm dating a man and he says he's gonna be and he's gonna be here on this time and he doesn't communicate, a deal breaker. Yeah. Because I'm used to sitting around waiting. Yeah. And I think that. Or if you could, if you would communicate, why can't they? Yeah. Like it, it's a deal breaker for me if I'm not doing that to you. So what are we doing? Exactly. That's just the biggest. That's the biggest thing right there. I think that just recognizing like what you're willing and what you're not willing to put up with. And 
Summer Walker has a song, and it might not be super appropriate, <laughs> but she says, like, I'm going to switch you out. Like, mm-hmm. switch him out. And she says a lot more stuff. But I think it's really important to know that if somebody is not is doing something, and I'm not saying just, like, icks, like, they might walk a certain way, or they, mm-hmm. like, like, might chew a certain way when they eat. Okay, you can let that slide, babe. But if someone is genuinely, like, wasting your time, not respecting your time, talking to you a certain way, what have you, you're allowed to switch that person out. I don't care what took place in that relationship, how deep you think you're in, love is not supposed to be... A stuff like you're shouldn't not supposed be to that suffer. hard. No, it shouldn't be that hard. I, I, I definitely feel like you need to work at love, but if it becomes hard, hard, hard work that it's that it's you're having a job. Yeah, my mom used to say like if somebody is making you more sad than they're making you happy, then it's time to like yeah you let have them to remove go. them. And yeah, that is so important. And what I'm learning now is that my worth is not dependent on a man. Yeah, if I date. John today, <laughs> and he does something I don't like. Yeah. John can be dropped tomorrow. Right. That doesn't say anything about me. That doesn't say mm-hmm. anything about my worth, my self respect. It's okay yeah. to be like, actually, I didn't feel what you said or I didn't feel what you did. And you might really be a great person and I wish you the best, but you're just not the best for me. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think as young women, we really need to realize that because I've never met a man that didn't put himself first. Wow. That was deep. That was deep. Because when I think about it, you're so right. It's true. Maybe my dad, you know, but that he's not in this generation. Right. You know, so it's hard. But the thing about the not struggling first, I haven't even really thought about, but that is really, I almost want to have that in the forefront of my brain as I go into dating because like move forward in dating because we will often make excuses for things that honestly we're suffering but we just mm-hmm. don't think it is <laughs> it's are like, you throwing shade no i mean honest <laughs> no and it, it's even like little stuff like when you were talking I, I was thinking about how i was involved with someone who wasn't romantic and i brought it up to them no, and this was super early, so I wasn't even upset they weren't romantic because mm-hmm. whatever, like this is super early. But what I, I I just asked, I said, are you romantic? Are you actually romantic? Do you like romance? Whatever. And they said, what do you mean by that? And I said, you know, bringing flowers, will you just surprise it? Like, will you su- surprise me? Like, I was just wondering, are you romantic? And they're like, not really. That I think that stuff's cheesy. And I said, oh, I like that stuff like mm-hmm. even though it's cheesy i like the nicholas sparks type vibes like show me that you like me in a cheesy way yeah that i like that honestly and i was making excuses being like oh well well he just hasn't had a representation of something being romantic in his life and so he's not he's not but he can be romantic in other ways and i can accept that what am i making excuses for mm-hmm. that is a look that's suffering yeah and it's not that it doesn't even seem like it because it's so minuscule being romantic is so important to me mm-hmm. because I'm romantic and I would do that for you. Mm-hmm. I want that reciprocation. I'm not going to make excuses for you not being romantic. I'm just going to find someone who is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't for need to real. be, I'm not going to be like, oh, he'll grow into romance. Baby, no. I'm just going to find someone who's already there. Yeah. Who's more romantic than me. Why do I need to try and force a man into, no. Yeah. You can't change anybody. I have a story that's similar to that. Yeah. I was dating guy. And we, like, were talking and we were going on all these dates, picnics, Mm -hmm. all types of fun stuff. The mall, I don't even remember because this was so long ago in my Mm -hmm. brain. But then we fell off and I started dating him again. When I started dating him again, I'm telling him, like, I want to go here and I want to do this and I want to do that. And he told me, I'm not the kind of guy that goes on dates. Okay, we're done. And my first reaction was, am I an Easter egg? Because you're trying to hide me. <laughs> yeah. And that's the reality of yes. it. Like, you, in a, in my my same, like, in your same position, like, I'm like, okay, like, maybe he'll eventually get yeah, there. He just, he just doesn't know. 
maybe once he gets a little bit more money and I even right. offer to like pay right because I don't I don't not like incredibly traditional like I want to go outside I want to have fun so if that means that I have to pay your mm-hmm. way then like let's just make it happen but somebody is genuinely not gonna do something unless they want to do it right or unless you're like I have had to tell myself too like Dorothy you're important but you're not that important to them because they won't yeah. get it right right that's it if he was doesn't want to take you out on dates and this is the thing he's gonna take a woman out on dates the that woman he that he wants, wants to, to take the woman that he you wants. are not the woman that he right. wants to take and there's nothing right. wrong with that right. Right. right 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 and i've literally had to tell myself that like okay, I really like this boy and I'm really, like, we're getting somewhere, mm-hmm. but this is something that he's not doing and I really need him to do. Yeah. You're not the woman. Because a real man, yeah. you're only going to have to tell once. One time. And not One even time. that. Like, right. he might even just catch on. Just do it. So. It's not, It's and like you said, it's not a problem. It's just that you, we need to, we as women need to recognize that so I can be like, great, I'm going to pull back mm-hmm. or I'm going to look otherwise, mm-hmm. like in other directions because you're not it's the just, one that's yeah. doing it and you're, you're not the one that you want. I'm not the one that you, you want, want to, to do, do it, it for. For real. So. And I think that for myself, I, like I said, I'm not very traditional. I am, I, I don't like to cook. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my sister, Nicole, because <laughs> a lot of my meals she cooks at, but I do not like to cook. But there is a man out there who likes him some chicken Alfredo, and I'm yep. a vegetarian, but I'm about to season up some chicken. Do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> I am not going to cook for no regular, regular man. I'm not. But, like, there's some in old mm-hmm. Dorothy. I, I will not get in the kitchen for you. But yeah. there is a man that I'm going to crack open a cookbook for. Because we place our time where we want to. Mm-hmm. We do we do things for people that we want to do things Them for. for. Yeah. So and and that's one of the that's one of the basic indicators, most simple indicators of if someone likes you or not, you'll know. Yeah. Cuz <laughs> they're going to show you. They're going to show you. Yeah. And they're not going to want to like lose you. Right. I don't want to be with someone who's afraid, like has fear of yeah. losing me, but I want someone who understands my worth without me having to tell them or show them to where they say if i lose this person i'm the dumbest person alive yeah so and lastly on this topic i want a man who like just chooses me like Mm -hmm. that is so important to me that like i might meet a man who is a rolling stone you know what I'm talking about. But he says that he wants to get it together because of me. Like, right. I'm not saying I want to be the reason why a man changes, but people are the reason why people can change. Like, yeah. you cannot literally change a person, but a person can change. And they can be- choose to change because, because of, you. of you. Right. So, if I, like, let's put it in some really simple terms. If I marry a man or date a man who speeds a lot and I tell him to slow down and every time I get in the car with him, he's driving below the speed limit, that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> like, I want somebody who mm-hmm. actively chooses yeah. me. Like, somebody who will get it together right. because I'm around. Yeah. Like, I want to... There's certain things that I need to work on just, like, in eternally, but... I want to be able to, like, I want somebody to inspire me. Like, oh, he talks to me so kindly, I don't ever want to yell again. Yeah. And if you know me, you know I can get loud. Right. So, I just, I just want that. And I think that that is kind of fairy ish in this day and age. But I believe in a, in a good God who answers prayers. Absolutely. So, I'm just going to keep praying. And I believe that God he his desires are, are he has his own desires separate of ours but i do believe that he aligns our desires with his in some way yeah he's not against us like our god isn't against what we want so he's gonna work with you about like what you want and there are some things that we think we want that we don't mm-hmm. that's when he comes in and places that person yeah. in but i wholeheartedly believe that that person that like chooses you actively chooses you 
well, that's gonna that there's a person out there or there multiple. Is. Or multiple. And sometimes I think that my person got hit by a bus, but I'm going to keep the kids alive. Right. And that's just going to be what it is. That's going to be what it is. Okay, so I realized that we had cut the recording and we're going to, we were going to return to it, but ended up not doing that because we're at an hour. So I just wanted to say thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode and everything we had to say. Hope you related to some things a bit. And Dorothy, anything you'd like to say? I just had a really great time being here. And I love you so much. And I'm thankful that you're my cousin. Yes, I love you as well. Thank you so much for joining me. And you'll definitely be back in the future. So thank you. Be prepared. Yay. Okay. Bye.